welcome to our listeners in the U.S., Canada, Dominica, and worldwide. This is Untapped Potential, and I am your host, Dr. Simone Matthew, coming to you from McDonough, Georgia. If it is Tuesday, it is time to get powered up. Let's say it together. If it is Tuesday, it is time to get powered up. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome aboard. This is the place for setting goals, for working on our life dreams, for taking time out to get some me time as we work to advance our lives. If you are a regular listener, thank you for being here today. Uh, We certainly appreciate the time that you spend with us every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. We also want to thank you for reminding others to come on board and to join us in this journey of self-development, setting goals, and working to achieve our life's dreams. Every week, we invite guests who tell us about their inspiring life stories. These are folks who, despite the odds being stacked very high against them, they remain focused, determined, and they turn adversity into opportunity and success. This week is no exception. Our guest will be Mr. Felix Augustine, and he will join us in a minute. I like to think of Felix as a true trailblazer. He is originally from Dominica, and with absolutely no roadmap, with absolutely no direction, Felix set out on a course, a path, to become a mass communication expert. His success led him to ascend the ranks at BET, MTV, and he became so successful that eventually he became the photographer for celebrity, celebrity, celebrity clients, (laughs) excuse me, such as Fantasia and Sanai Latham, just to name a few. So we are truly grateful that he is joining us today. So today we are talking how to blaze your own path to success. This and much more today on Untapped Potential. Come take my hand and see the world around you. The time is right, just let the light surround you. And step by step you feel it coming. Thank you for staying with me. So as I mentioned before, We are going to invite Mr. Felix Augustine to join us in a minute. But before we do, let me say how much of an eye-opening experience this has been so far. Um, If you've been with me from the beginning, you know that I've had, this is my sixth episode. And so far, we've had at least two guests who have come on and told us that they're even more successful today during the pandemic than they were before. Now, why is that the case? Why do you think that is the case? Now, these are people who have worked to reinvent themselves. They kept learning. They kept looking for opportunity. Let's face it, success 
is never comes overnight and especially during a trying time such as this one success is not going to come overnight but if we remain steadfast and we keep working at it each day we will find the success that we are looking for so if you have lost your job if you have been furloughed if you you've had your hours cut i just want you to stay encouraged stay positive and keep thinking of ways to position yourself for success. So let's keep this in mind as Mr. Felix Augustine joins us to show us how a simple idea that he had way back in his childhood led him to phenomenal success. So let's welcome him right now. Uh if you're from Dominica or have close ties to Dominica, our next guest will be no stranger to you. He is a true patriot who has found great success in his career here in the US, but is constantly giving back to his island home. We are very honored to be joined by Mr. Felix Augustine. Felix is a professional mass communications expert and photographer. He is an, he, he is an area director at the United States Tennis Open and the primary photographer for J.P. Morgan Chase Philanthropic Department. He spends much of his time traveling the world, well, at least when the world was open, performing photography service to a wide variety of clients. Felix, again, thank you for taking time out to be with us today. And I want to say welcome uh, to the program today. Thank you very, very, very much for, um, for inviting me and um, your kind words that you um, so eloquently read out to me. So I really appreci appreciate all the accolades and all the good things that you just said about me and i'm not going to pay you anything for it <laughs> <laughs> and if anything i actually owe you because i have certainly benefited from your generosity towards dominicans because i don't know if you remember but back around 2008 when i was on another venture of trying to promote our culture with kai videos you were one of the people who was very instrumental mm -hmm it kind of guided me how to do videography and also how mm -hmm. not to get sued for copyright infringement. <laughs> so I'm not sure right. if you remember right. this. Right. Yeah, I actually do. And um, actually that was a pretty um, commendable effort on your part. Um, that was pretty good, you know, what you were doing. Um, I mean, part of, you know, what I think is kind of my mandate and it's a personally imposed mandate is to help other people, you know, and particularly people um, from Dominica, people just help pull them up, just like I think uh, I was able to do for myself, um, you know. So I think all of us sometimes we need a little bit of a, a little jolt, a little push. And so I, I take pleasure in, in helping anybody that I possibly can. So, you know, I did it with all the pleasure in the world. Yes, certainly, certainly so. And so let's just go back to. Um, a little bit about life in Dominica. So what are some of the challenges you faced as you tried mm -hmm. to become a media specialist in the work that you did in Dominica? 
Um, I think for me at the time, um, you know, I was, there was a period in time when I was trying to figure out what sort of a career path that I wanted to go on. Um, and so I think in Dominica, and particularly at the time that, you know, we grew up, there was not a lot of diversity in terms of career options, um, either people speaking about them or um, they being available on the island. And I'll give, you, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So let's say in Dominica, you wanted to be an attorney, right? Um, very few people mention the wide array of attorney options there are. You're either a criminal attorney or some sort of family attorney. Um, you'd never heard people speaking about business attorneys and the whole array of attorney types that they possibly are. So that was one of the challenging things for me at the time is because I found out that I wanted to do communications. Um, and again, I found that out by accident, but I didn't know what that meant. And at the time, communications in Dominica meant either you're working on the radio or you're working in a newspaper. Um, but as I have come to find out and found out that there are so many different types of communication and so many different aspects that you can go into. And so to me, that was a little bit of a challenge. And so obviously growing up, um, I naturally gravitated towards news because at the time that pretty much was the type of communication type that was widely available to us. So I, I became a news reporter, a newspaper reporter. Uh, but, you know, later on, as I found various different types of communications, I gravitated to other areas and, um, you know, um, it's, it's been interesting. And I, I think, another just thing, but I hope that a lot of our people down there help kids to understand that if you want to become a farmer, for instance, you don't just necessarily have to become a banana farmer. There are so many different types of farming that you can do. And so this to me was a challenge. And I hope, you know, maybe with this interview, and I'm, I'm sure by now they should have been doing that. But I think now um, just opening kids and people to all of the possibilities there are and not just limiting yourself to a certain thing. Yeah, and that's what I was actually going to say as well. It sounds like you're saying don't limit yourself. And I think that a lot of that comes with doing Absolutely. research because I think, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. that once you realize, you know, news reporting wasn't really for you, I'm sure you spent some time looking right. into electronic um, media, which I know that's the next mm -hmm. um, step that you took. So how, how did you go about that process? How right. did you discover that that was an option to pursue? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you back just a little bit and kind of put it in context for you. I was going to, um, I was attending grammar school at the time and um, my class was tasked with doing the general assembly uh, um, at the school um, and so I had to read the scriptures and so once I began reading um, you know all the other folks had already done their part and it was my turn to read the scriptures and so once I began reading um, the entire student body started to applaud and I found that really really weird because I had never seen that before and so I mean because I was 
I wasn't done. I was like literally like a couple sentences into my, into my reading. And so I remember very, very, very vividly as I sit here right now, going back to my, uh, to my classroom. And I told my friend, McDonald Fontaine, who was sitting on the same bench with me in grammar school, I say, dude, I just found out what I want to do in life. And he asked me, what are you talking about? I said, well, did you, I said, did you hear the crowd? So I was like, I know what I want to do. I just found out. I said, I want to communicate. Now, at the time, I had absolutely no idea what that communication meant. I just knew that my task, my job from here on was I was going to talk to people. And so what I did is from that day, I became a sponge for everything communication. So I wanted to learn, um, you know, the different types uh, because there was nobody else telling me anything about it. So I did my research and I started to learn about newspaper reporting and, and um, television reporting and all of those different forms of reporting. Again, I'm still micro because at that time I still don't even know all the various forms. I didn't know that you could go into a business and do um, corporate communications and all of that kind of stuff. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff. I just knew that you were going to work in the radio, in the newspaper, the TV. And again, in Dominica at the time, those options were very, very limited because just of the size and the number that's available to us. So I said, um, man, I know what I'm going to do. And so I started going out and I would take a newspaper and now I'm reading a newspaper, but I'm not looking at the newspaper like everybody else. I'm reading it, trying to figure out like, how is it that they put this story together? The who, the where, the why, the how, when, that's, the kind of stuff that I was trying to and again that's all in my little naive mind because I'm not being taught communications at all I'm just trying to figure out how um you know so when I looked at tv I became I was looking at tv with like how did they do that you know the radio like how did they put it together so that's what I started to do so once I graduated from grammar school I remember it was the uh, I graduated was like I think graduation was like on a Friday on a Monday morning, I got up and I went to the newspaper in the New Chronicle newspaper. And I went to the guy, the manager at the time, Anthony White. And I said, you know, Mr. White, I'd, I'd like to work for you. And then he says, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I just graduated on Friday, but I want to work in communications. And again, I'm still using the word communications because I want to communicate. I want to work for you. But the thing is, the Chronicle at the time was just the first of the stops on that day because again i'm still thinking of the three folks the radio the television and the newspaper so the newspaper just happened to be the first one that i went to because of the proximity to where the bus stop was and well we don't have any vacancies uh you know we don't have any vacancies so i said well mr white you don't even understand i'm gonna work for you for free i want to work in the newspaper so he's still baffled and he's looking at me at this little kid talking about want to work for me, comes to this major newspaper, the only newspaper in Dominica, um, right out of school. And um, so he says, all right, um, write something for me. And um, so he gave me something and then I went home and I wrote something. Um, at the time, um, I was neighbors with um, Leonard Slinton, um, who worked on, at, on Marping at the time. And I said, hey, you know, I got to write a story. I got my ideas, but can you walk me through that process? And um, I wrote something and the next day I went by the New Chronicle and 
um, I presented and I told them that I know exactly what I want or how I want to do it and stuff like that. And then so I, that's how I started. I started working at the New Chronicle newspaper, not getting paid a dime um, just because I knew that I wanted to. And wow. um, it didn't take very long. Um, yeah, it, it didn't take very long. And then um, after that, um, you know, I figured I still want to experiment because Mark, you, I haven't been to college, I haven't been anywhere. So I want to experiment what the other forms of media communications are. And so that's where the curiosity continued. Um, and I, and, you know, wanted me to go and try other things. And, so um, that, I, you know, so I can give that, you the story that, of how I ended up at, you know, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So that is truly fascinating because yeah, it, it's almost like it was a mustard seed that was planted in you. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, yeah. I don't want to sound too spiritual, but it sounds like divine intervention yeah. that out of that one simple experience of presenting yeah. at an assembly in mm -hmm. school, that it sparked a, a, a complete interest, a, a, something that you completely immersed yourself in. And to this yeah. day, you're still passionate about communications yeah. Yeah. so i think that kind of tells yeah. us the importance of paying attention and grabbing on to what comes naturally to us what we think is you know our true passion because that is kind of what i wanted to talk to you about the fact that you yeah. took your passion for communicating yeah. and turned it into a career mm -hmm. so let's kind of jump ahead and talk yeah. about your experiences from going from receiving your bachelor's degree and then landing mm -hmm. a job with MTV in New York City. I mean, how did yeah. that come about? Well, that's, again, is another fa fascinating story. So in 2000, at the turn of the millennium, um, a, a friend of mine who lived in Chicago at the time was amassing representatives from around the world. And so her job was to get two people from every country in the world to go to Chicago for the uh, Millennium celebrations, right? So the year before, um, the year before that, in, in uh, 1999, I met this gentleman who came down to Dominica for the World Creole Music Festival. and so he came over to the uh he saw me at a news conference um i was the camera guy at that news conference and when he went home that night at well his hotel that night he saw he turned on his tv and uh, he saw the gis news so he started watching the news so at the end of the news he was looking at the credits and so he saw my name as the script writer, the director, the everything on the news. Again, because in Dominica, we have so many small staff, you know, you just have a couple people. So you have to be really, really talented and, uh, you know, at least I think talented and, and be able to do a multitude of things. And so he met me the following day at a news conference and he says, hey, you know, he'd like to introduce himself. And he says, look, man, I work in New York and I work and I do this and I have never in my life in, in New York or wherever seen somebody do so many things. And he says, well, I'd like you to come to New York. And I says, well, how am I going to do that? Because I don't have visa. I don't have any of that kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, I haven't been to school anywhere. 
And so um, he said, well, the day that you can, when you get to New York, give me a call. Well, you know, I always tell people, if you don't mean what you're going to tell me, don't even tell it to me because you're going you're gonna, to, you know, it's going to come back to hunt you. So anyway, in 2000, I ended up getting that opportunity to go to Chicago. So on my way to Chicago or from Chicago, I stopped up in New York. And I told, I called him and I said, hey, remember that conversation? I'm in New York. So he said, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to take you across to, um, to MTV. I have a very good friend at MTV who runs MTV. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. So he introduced me to the senior vice president of MTV. Wow. And this was a lady who had done a lot of projects with him at the time, right? So this lady, um, you know, starts speaking to me and she takes, I mean, I was amazed that, you know, the senior vice president of MTV is meeting with me, little old right. nobody from Dominica. So, you know, so anyways, I met this lady and I says, hey, you know, I've been looking at your channel and stuff like that again. I did some research and I think, you know, based on what I've seen, I think you guys can change this. I think you guys can do this. I think you guys can do that. And this lady is looking at me like the audacity of this guy. Like, who is he? And anyways, so she says, well, based on the conversation that we've had, there's not much that she could do for me at the time because I didn't have a visa. I didn't have a work permit. I didn't have anything to be in this country. So she says, well, I can't even give you an internship because you're not in school or anything like that. So there's nothing I can do for you. So again, she made a promise. She says, hey, but if you ever get some kind of documentation and you, you're legal to work here, then, you know, we can have a conversation. I don't know why she said that, but she said that and I held up to it. So what happened is I went back to Dominica and I kid you not, for the next, I think it was been about a year or two, um, yes, because I left in 2002 and I was in 2000, for the next two years, I wrote this lady an email, right, every single month for two years, just reminding her of this promise. So I left the Dominica and um, I went, I actually had a, um, so the Labour Party came in and then Rosie Douglas was, was in charge. And then I was flying everywhere with Rosie doing his stuff. And I say, hey, Rosie, I think I want to go study. And then Rosie says, you know what? Stay and work with me for a year and then you can leave because I like what you do. Now, this is the prime minister of the country. So I said, all right. Rosie died in office, right? But a year into my, into my thing, he died in office. So. I was like, man, what am I going to do? Because, you know, I had a promise with the prime minister of the country, right? Anyways, um, we fast forward and I left and I came to New York and I went to school up in Plattsburgh. And I took out of the four years that, you know, you, you get to the degree, I did my entire degree in three years. Um, I didn't attend a single, a single summer class. I didn't know. I was just pushing credit. I was doing you know, a gazillion number of credits because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I just wanted a document that says that, hey, I am, um, you know, qualified to do it. And um, so after that, I, the day I was, one week before graduation, I sent this lady, I was sending her, again, I'm still, up until that time, still sending her regular um, emails and I sent an email and I sent an email. And I said, hey, I'm graduating next week from Plattsburgh State University with my bachelor's degree in 
mass media communications. And she said to me, there is no way that I will not do everything that I possibly can to make sure that you got a job because I've never seen this in my life. That this is not even determination. This is on another level. So she told me to come down to MTV and she gave me like about three or four departments. And she told me to go speak to those different heads of those departments. And based on the conversations, you guys will figure out how and where best you fit. And that's how I ended up with the music events and specials um, department at MTV, um, working on the music awards and the movie awards and um, doing all of MTV's live productions um, around the country. Wow, that is truly <laughs> a fascinating story. I mean, have you ever yeah. thought of writing a book or making a, a movie out of yourself? Because who would be like that? That here you are, you know, like what we, we I know, call I a know. nobody from Dominica. And, nobody. you know, I think yeah. what that speaks yeah. to, Felix, is always putting forth your mm -hmm. best work. Always putting forth your Absolutely. best work. Absolutely. Because you simply do not know who is watching, who yeah. is listening, who yeah. is observing you, and what type of opportunities are going to come from the right person. You know, it, it only takes one person. Did, did you realize that? It only took it only one, takes one person, person to see what you were doing yes. and to be able one to person. say, I like what you're doing and I would love to have you on board. Now tell me, was there um, any challenges for you being from yes. Dominica and now working in the States? Did you find any um, challenges with working for MTV? Absolutely. Um, there were a, a, a lot of challenges. Um, one in particular, or it, it's, it's a combination of things, but one in particular is we think that we know so much in Dominica, mm. but when we come here, it's almost a whole new thing. Yes. Like, you know, all the things that you thought you knew, it's like a completely different ball game. So again, and, I, and I've even told that to some of my friends from Dominica who've told me, hey, you know, let's say they're a cameraman in Dominica and they want to come here. I'm like, hey, a cameraman in Dominica and a cameraman here is a totally different thing. When you get here, you don't even think that you're a cameraman anymore because the kind of, you know, professionalism and stuff like that that you're going to experience is out of this world. So that to me was one of the challenges because... I came from a situation where I thought I had a lot of practical knowledge because like I said, I came directly from high school, went into the field, never having been to school for it for a day. And here it is that I am doing all of these things. And so what the biggest challenge was, was being able to speak the same language with a lot of the professionals here. And once I was able to, to be able to speak that language, and to understand all of the jargon and to be able to blend in, that's when a certain level of comfort started to get in and a, a certain self-belief. Because, you know, we can say what we want, but until we're able to get down to that person who is talking to us, we're almost ineffective. Because if we can't communicate, we can't speak, and they're not able to understand what we're saying, what's the point? Right. And so and sometimes, think, a lot of times, we're in a little bit of a cocoon, in a bubble. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, and I think that yeah. also lends itself to being willing to learn. 
Because for example, I know someone who Absolutely. is so fantastic at interior design, event planning, those sorts mm -hmm. of, um, you know, decorative um, 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 events. And, you know, I keep encouraging her that without that degree, without a certificate to show mm -hmm. that you understand the theory, you understand, you can speak the language of the professionals, you will simply remain where you yeah. are. And right. it's interesting that you say that because you had the you practical know. knowledge back in Dominica, but you recognize yep. that without yep. earning a degree, that you are going to limit yourself. And as soon as you mm -hmm. earn the degree, look at how the opportunities just open up for you. Yep. So I kind of think it speaks to a lot of people who yep. know what they want to do. They're passionate about what they want to do, but they do not recognize the importance of having a certificate, having a degree, just something to say that you are professional and you're qualified to do that work. So I'm really happy that we're having this conversation. You know, what, what, um, what, I'd, what I'd like to add to this is, you know, I've told this to a lot of people and I, I've even had that conversation with my son. And what I've, what I've mentioned is the fact that the certificate, while you have a lot of skills, right? Unless you're extraordinary and something that you've done falls by accident into the right hands, the most effective way of opening any door is through that piece of paper because Absolutely. that is the first piece of anything that they're going to be able to judge you on. Again, if you happen to put something on YouTube and it ends up becoming a sensation, and again, this is lightning striking kind of scenario here, then that's a different ballgame because you went in through the back door and it worked for you. That's fine. But there's no way that you're going to end up, for instance, in let's take any um, JP Morgan chase, for instance, uh, as an example, that you're going to end up in JP Morgan by just accident without sending in some piece of paper that, hey, I am qualified to do this. Again, on up seeing some picture that you took or some article that you wrote or something and said, hey, this is the person that I need. What's the chance of that happening? So, again, I believe that the, the piece of paper is critical to a lot of the different things. Now, again, there's some things that I think and, and career paths that I think that you don't necessarily need to have it. But again, it's good to have it, but not necessarily an absolute need. But a lot of situations where you do need to have something that gets you into the door. Once and you get I into the door, then you can put your skills to play, but you need to be able to get through the door. And I also think that it speaks mm -hmm. to you being disciplined because it takes a lot of discipline, especially in your case yes. when you did your degree in three years. It speaks to the fact that if I employ you, I know mm -hmm. that you are disciplined enough to, to finish what you, you started. Going to college yeah. is certainly not a walk in the park, let's just face it. But to be able to have the tenacity to be able to complete each class, go to classes every day, take the exams, mm -hmm. deal with the frustration, the lack of sleep, it speaks to your character. So I'm certainly going to want to employ so, uh, you. Uh, yeah. In that case, yeah, no, I was, I was gonna give you an, um, you know, a scenario for me. Um, when I left, so once I started working in Dominica, I, I said I was gonna give myself a couple of years of just getting um, experience and then go back to college. 
that couple years morphed into over 10 years. Yes. So when I went back college i hadn't been in a classroom for over 10 years wow. now this was never the plan but that's just how it worked out um and so when i got into college i remember the very first day that i i walked in on campus um and they showed me where my room was and and um i was going to have to share a room with somebody and stuff like that and i said man you know i took a look at myself and i said look at me man i mean i was in Dominica, I was very, very comfortable. You know, I was on TV. I was well, I was okay. You know, and here I am on campus in this country. I am nobody. Mm -hmm. I am walking down the street. I am walking on campus. Nobody says hello. Nobody says Felix, something that I couldn't just do in Dominica without somebody saying, hey, Felix, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Nothing whatsoever. And so, you right when you mentioned discipline, because it took me taking a walk on campus that very first day and walking back to my room and saying, hey, this is where you are now. This is the opportunity that you have now. What you going to do about it? Forget about everything in the past. Forget about all of this thing. It's a new start. And so from that day, I just remember, um, that was it. It was the beginning of, uh, of the end. Yeah, and, and, and it speaks very well to being humble and being able to start from the bottom because Absolutely. there you are, you had already made your, a name for yourself yeah. in Dominica. You could have simply ran with that yep. and just been the top of the top in Absolutely. Dominica, maybe venture out to other Caribbean islands, yep. but you had a dream and you yep. had a goal to come to America and make something even bigger of yourself. So I think yeah. through humility and being Absolutely. able to yeah. start all over again, it kind of shows um, the importance mm -hmm. of not being stuck in, you know, your title and your ego and your esteem and being able to um, want to try again. Now you've certainly had a very illustrious career, I have to say. So, so what drove your decision to move from um, MTV to BET. It seems like you've been everywhere, Felix. <laughs> was over at MTV. Um, I went back to the um, to the same lady who, by that time, we had become very good friends, even better friends. Um, and I told her that um, at the time. Um, um, there was talk of a new network um, being formed and in, with MTV that was going to cater to a Caribbean audience. So I went over, so it was supposed to be Temple. So I went over to this, I went to do an interview with the guy who at the time was running Temple. And that happened. I'm so passionate about because this thing was going to marry all the things that I could think about, right? Because television, you know, what I love to do, the Caribbean, everything. And I was like, yeah, this is the perfect opportunity. So I went home. I was a little bit despondent and I was like, man, I don't understand why I didn't get that job. So, anyways, we, we um, fast forward to about 
about two to three months later, I get a call. I mean, I, I mean, this, Leroy, this is made for movie. Didn't hire me. This guy calls me up and he says, hey, you remember me? You interviewed with me. I said, of course I do, because that's where I wanted to go. He says, well, I deliberately did not hire you because I wanted to hold you for myself because I'm moving to this new opportunity at BET, and at that time it was called BETJ, and I want you to come with me to BETJ. <laughs> wow. And I was like, yo, but at the time I needed the job, man. Like, I get it. I get it now, but I needed that job at the time. But uh, he's like, no, you didn't even understand. After speaking to you, I wanted you specifically for myself because I think you were going to be amazing for this opportunity that I'm going to have at BETJ. So he went, so he and I, just the two of us, decided to have a BETJ office. Now, at the time, BETJ was part of BET, and BET's head office was in D.C. Now, BET did not have a New York presence at all. So just the two of us decided to set up an office in New York where we would produce all of BET's um, material, production in New York. And we created a whole lot of projects and stuff like that in New York, just the two of us, just hiring staff, renting offices and stuff like that. And so BTJ became um, Centric, which all of us, I think a lot of us know about. Um, Centric is now BET Her, but it was just him and I creating a whole lot of content out of... Um, out of New York for BETJ and BT obviously is part of the whole BET family. And so we started to integrate once they saw a lot of the material that we were producing and creating BET proper now decided to integrate a lot of what we do to mainstream BET. So a lot of our shows now were starting to get onto BET proper and stuff like that. And so that's how we started to make a lot of noise and do a lot of stuff with it. And so that's how I ended up being part of BET. I was a fringe of BET on the side. You know, we were like on the bench, we were like playing the game, but we were the, the bench warmers. But we started to make noise once we got a little break. You know, we got the, the coach gave us a couple of minutes to get into the game. So we made a lot of noise. You know, we won a couple of awards and stuff like that. And then they're like, yo, they started to take notice that these guys over there doing some things, man, we got to get these guys on board. And so that's how we ended up at BET. And that's why I ended up at BET. Uh, it's a pretty interesting story. <laughs> yeah, Felix. You know, I, I could I could listen to your stories all day long. I have to tell you. I mean, it is just fascinating <laughs> <laughs> the information that you're presenting to us. And I think yeah. it kind of speaks to um, you know, just Absolutely. keeping staying open to opportunities, mm -hmm. you know, again, putting your best work out there, always being a consummate professional. Um, even when yeah. there's doubts and there's frustration and you feel well, you know, like you said. I'm mm -hmm. just a bench warmer, you know, and I'm going to be on the bench forever that you still keep pushing and you yeah. still keep trying because when do you, you don't know you when have, the coach is going to call you to be in the limelight. So you have to stay Absolutely. ready. So, you know, as we're wrapping up our time together, I you just was wondering ready. if there was uh, mm -hmm. three pieces of yeah. advice you had to give to someone who's beginning the journey or who's frustrated by not being where they would like to yeah. be at this point, what would you say to them? What pieces of advice would you give to someone who feels like, you know, this is not going anywhere, they're frustrated, they're, they're thinking of giving up? Mm -hmm. 
one of one of the major pieces of advice that I'd give anybody, um, and if we don't have time to even get to the others, but this one in particular, I think is key. And I think this is one of those that has worked, that worked for me way back when, um, is know exactly where you're going. Have a destination in mm -hmm. mind. And I'll give you examples for that, right? And I've, I've, I've spoken to my kids and I've spoken to a lot of people about this thing. Um, and I've always said, right? I knew exactly where I wanted to go. So I'll even break it down even, for, even, even further. I said, look, let's take, for example, that we go into Portsmouth and I'll use Portsmouth in this context because, you know, we're speaking um, to, I, I would imagine, a majority Dominican audience. Let's say we go into Portsmouth, right? We know that that's our destination. Now, on the way to Portsmouth, we may stop in Maho and get a drink. Or maybe not a drink, but the traffic in Maho is messed up. Okay, so the traffic might be backed up for a couple hours. We might have to stay there. Okay, we stay there. In, but we know that once we're not, we're not done because we haven't gotten to Portsmouth yet, right? So we end up going to, we got to Laiu. After all of all is said and done, we got to Laiu. Bridge is down. We have to go back to pass another road because we still try to get to Portsmouth. So sometimes going forward involves going back. So true. Right? So you, because you're not at your destination yet, but you still got to get to Portsmouth. So you're doing everything you can. Maybe the car that you out run out of money. There's no more gas, but you don't have any gas money to put in there. You got to figure out how am I going to, do I continue on that same ride that I'm at? Do I find a ride with somebody else? What is the method of transportation that I'm going to continue to use to get to Portsmouth? Because you're not in Portsmouth yet, because that's the final goal. And that's the biggest advice that I give to people is to know exactly where you want to go, because it may take a variety of methods and, a, and a, 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 whatever amount of time, but you got to get there because the satisfaction, which is what we all try to get in life, is some level of satisfaction. Personal satisfaction is key. Is, is, is the success of having achieved. Once you get to Portsmouth, it may not turn out to be the Portsmouth or whatever it is that you felt it, it could have been, whatever. But that's almost besides the point because you achieved your goals and you fought through it to ensure that you achieved what it is that you set out that you were going to do. So that to me is, if, if, if nothing else, and I tell that to kids all the time, get a goal, figure out what you want to do. If you want to become a policeman, that's fine. Along the way, you may figure out, you know what, maybe I don't want to become a policeman, but I want to become a security guard. Or I want to become a this. But you have a goal, so you're that's working so throughout it. Because, like I said earlier, once I knew that I wanted to get into communications, it put all of the things that I was doing at school into perspective for me. Because I became a sponge for knowledge. Because at the time, like I said, I didn't know specifically what it was. So I figured a news reporter needed to know as wide a variety of things as possible. Somebody a question about science. You need to be able to have, have a conversation about this, a conversation about that. Because I knew. So I started thinking about everything in that holistic view. Everything was put into perspective for me because school now took a new meaning. It was easier because I knew what I was going to use 
what it is that I was learning for now. I didn't have to be an expert on it, but I just needed to have an understanding of what it is that I need or just curious enough to be able to ask the questions that leads me to the answers. Mm -hmm. All right. So again, I'm trying to concise a whole bunch of it for you, but that's, that's, that's kind of where my thinking is as far as that it is. The other one is, again, it kind of incorporates what I just mentioned, but just to be positive. Because everything is not always going to work out the way that you want it to work out. It is just not. This is not the world that we're living in. And especially today, in light of every dimension, it's not always going to work on. And the first sign of negativity, you cannot quit. I remember as a news reporter, when we first started talking about stress management in Dominica, this was something that was novel to most of us because we all knew that, okay, when you go to work, it's not going to be a good day. It's not going to be a good day. We just deal with it. There wasn't that certain level of, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I remember specifically when we started having news conferences about, you know, stress management in the workplace. So you just got to be positive. And um, I think the, the last one that I, I the last advice I would, I would I would tell people is always be willing to give back and to share. So um, I don't profess to have a whole lot of wisdom. Um, I think I have enough to make me very efficient in what I do. Um, but I'm not the greatest photographer on the planet. Um, I don't profess to be. I know what I want out of a certain photograph that I'm trying to do. Um, I know what I wanted, what I want out of a certain situation. And so I invite people all the time. Friends come over, a lot of guys or people from Dominica who call and say, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And stuff like that. And uh, I'm always willing to, to teach, you know. Um, I, I got a lot of celebrity clients and a lot of people who I do work with. And part of how they became drawn to me uh, was not because I was necessarily, like I said, the best at it period, but what I, what I, what I bring to the table and what I brought to a lot of them was a certain level of um, compassion in a sense. Mm -hmm. It's, it's um, understanding. It's a little bit of just being um, naive but naive in a good way that I'm so naive about you. And so I want to learn, I want to know who are you? Like, I, but I don't care about the celebrity aspect of, of, of you. I want to know you as a person. Like that's what's more interesting to me. Like forget about all the, all the this and all the stuff, because I always tell all of these clients that the only thing that you have above me is that you have a whole lot more money than me. That's it. That's it. But at the end of the day, you're just, as I am, you bleed just like me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So once we're done, you go this way, I'm gonna go that way. That's it. You got a whole lot more money in the bank than me, and that's it. And so they they took they, you know, that kind of resonated with them. And so they they they, they respected the fact that I, you know I treated them as a hey, you know, I call them, I say, hey, we're meeting tomorrow at five o'clock. Uh, you know, and I'm, and that's it. And um, so these are, you know, in, 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 in summary, again, I know we don't have an amount of time, but 
in summary, some of the, the things that I'd like to impart to um, anybody listening to this, yeah, and you know, just those, those three points. I mean, there, there's a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And then speaking right. of photography, tell us what, what's um, going on with you now, because I know that you eventually ventured out on your own. So what's going on with you? How can we get in touch with you? You know, promote yeah. yourself. Let us yeah. know um, what's going on. And if yeah. we wanted to get in touch with you, how Absolutely. we would do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it's no no secret. Hopefully, it shouldn't be um, that COVID and everything else has, uh, you know, has devastated the economy. And um, again, if we even look at what's going on right now with, um, you know, um, Black Lives Matter and all those stuff, you know, so there really isn't a lot of stuff happening right now. Um, but I think, you know, adversity gives you an opportunity to reinvent yourself sometimes. And it is good to start to think. And so one of the things that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks, um, since a lot of people have to do social distancing, is I uh, do what I call a, a photography drive-by. And so uh, people who have needs, you know, like graduations and birthdays and that kind of stuff, um, I, I meet them in front of their house at the corner um, at the back of their house or somewhere with, you know, and I take on my big lens, um, one of these or another one. And then, you know, I, I give them the same treatment. We, we get their photos, we get them anything they need. Um, because I, I think even, even after, after 2020 is over, we're still going to need to remember a lot of Absolutely. what happened in 2020 mm -hmm. and some of what happened in 20 might've been a graduation. It, mm -hmm. You're going to have a birthday regardless. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like 2020 is not going to have a birthday. You're going to have a birthday. And you might want to remember 2020 birthday, you know, so you need to chronicle it. Um, so um, that's what it is. Obviously, the majority of the work that I do uh, a lot of the times is um, with Chase. Um, right now, everybody's working from home and a, and a lot of the activities that we've had is not happening anymore. So, you know, I think like everybody else um, around the country, um, you know, it's, it's rough going. Um, and that's why I think it's critical that we um, reinvent, reinvent ourselves. Um, but, it, you know, it also gives you a little bit of time to um to to re uh, you know to strategize to learn um i mean you know you'd be amazed at the amount of new things that i've learned uh, i mean you know in my house i get up in the morning and after i'm done with my early morning walk i come down on my computer like i'm going to work mm -hmm. and i i go on youtube or wherever and i look for a course of some kind or something mm -hmm. and i teach myself um, a new something or look to see how the other people are doing it because these are things that typically I might not have had the time to do prior you know so now it's an opportunity to be able to do some of that so you know um, but again if, if, if you need my services uh, you know I, I, I like I said I always help with people and I work with all different types of budgets um, I know sometimes that you, some people don't have the JP Morgan Chase budget or the um, my website is in development, but I think the easiest way for people to get in touch with me is either through Facebook or Instagram. It's um, Felix, F-E-E-L-L-I-X-X, F-E-E-L-L-I-X-X. -X. So, you know, Facebook um, is, um, I'm, I'm pretty much very visible on Facebook. So, you know, you can always get me that way. Um, just send me a, a, a message, uh, you know, even if I don't respond the very minute, but, you know, I try and make an effort to respond as, as soon as I can. Um, and you know, we can, we can talk and see how it is that I can help, uh, you know, 
and uh, well, I will respond because I think uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Well, I think it's certainly been a pleasure. I, I think I, I kind of got lost in your storytelling. And if it wasn't true, I wouldn't believe it. If I saw this in a movie, I probably wouldn't have believed it. But it's certainly, you know, I've known you all these years and I did yeah. not know how fascinating a, a story yeah. that you've lived. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again yeah. and continue all the great work you're doing, especially with uh, posting stuff on Facebook, especially in the Dominica food group. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly yeah. enjoy all the, all the meals that you post in the Dominica food group. So it was great yeah. speaking with you and hopefully we'll be in touch soon, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you do. Um, I think there is a, an opportunity for a lot of people to benefit from the good that you're doing right now. Uh, Thank you. You know, especially in these times. So I really appreciate it. Everybody who will listen to this and anybody everywhere, um, you know, be safe. COVID is still around. Um, you know, listen to the professionals and um, let's have a good year. All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. All right. <laughs> Walk through life Every day is a new beginning Shine your light It's a day and the world is waiting Move along to the song singing in your soul Feel the beat, clap your hands, let take control All you need, all you want, are you ready to fight? How inspiring, right? So let's say thank you again to Felix for stopping by and telling us about his, um, his life story. And he shared so many important lessons with us. But I think that the one which resonates with me the most is to always produce your best work. And I'll give you a quick example of this. So here's what happened with me. So you, we all know that the gyms um, closed back in March. So I figured, well, why not try to do a Facebook Live workout video? You know, we always talk about turning um, adversity into opportunity. So I like to practice what I preach. So I figured I was going to turn, I was going to do a Facebook Live um, workout video. So I spent days promoting the events. I made flyers. I got everything I needed. The day I set up a little workout studio um, in our lower level and I got everything I needed, the lights and everything else that I needed. And guess what? I turned on the Facebook Live <laughs> and no one sh showed up. I was so disappointed. Um, maybe about five, 10 minutes into the workout, about five people came in, but then it would dwindle to two people. And for the most, for most of the time, I really had only one viewer. And for the entire duration of the 20 minutes, all I kept thinking is, I just need to call this a, a loss, call this a failure and sign off of this Facebook Live. Um, event. But I said, well, you know what? I committed to doing this, so I'm going to just go ahead and finish the 20 minutes. And that's what I did with only about one to two people um, actually watching the Facebook Live. And of course, I was very disappointed at the end. But then fast forward to the next day, I was inundated with friend requests 
on Facebook. I had a ton of friends request. I don't know how it happened. I don't know why it happened, but it was a blessing. So essentially, I went from having 100 and about maybe 36 friends on Facebook to now having 2,500 friends on Facebook from producing that one Facebook live video. So I guess the moral of the story is we never know who's looking at our work. So we always want to present uh, the best that we can. So are you blazing your, your path to success like Felix do? I, I certainly hope that you're doing just that, that you're, you're working on the new ventures that you know you are interested in and that you're passionate about in the same way that Felix did. So speaking of new ventures, I was sure to um, finally make some time to update my YouTube channel. Um, people who know me know that I enjoy working out because I believe in mental fitness as well as physical fitness. So I finally got, um, made the time to update my YouTube channel. And of course, the name is Push Past 10. We could all figure that out by now, right? So one word, Push Past the number 10. And also what I've done is I like for us to have one central location where we have access to all the information that we talk about on the program. So for example, the podcast, um, the YouTube videos that I just talked about, um, also having the resources. Remember last week we talked about um, including the article about training your mind for endurance. So I just went ahead and put all the information on my website, push past 10, push pa I'm sorry, push past the number 10.com. So that way it's like a one-stop shop where we can go and have access to all the information. So if you log on there right now, you will see um, the videos, the video interviews that I've done so far. And I'll be sure to include um, Felix's interview as well. And all the other past interviews are also included there. So I just wanted to make sure that we had a one-stop shop for everything that we need. So are you feeling inspired? Are you feeling energized? Are you feeling powered up for the week? Um, if you are, then I think I have met my goal for this episode, and that is my goal for each and every episode that I do this week. Of course, looking ahead, I am very excited. We have quite a lineup of guests for the next few weeks, so please be sure to set that reminder to be here every Tuesday at 5.30. So for example, next week, we will have the queen of Buyo music, uh, Dominica's own Carlin XP, um, who dominates Sunday night with her musical therapy uh, Facebook Live program. We're also going to have someone who never met her dad, but has figured out a unique way to get to know him despite never having met him. We will have a young entrepreneur who started her own hair product line um, out of Dominica, and we will have a Renaissance man. So we have a lot of great interviews coming up. So uh, as always, I'm looking forward to having this time with you every Tuesday from 5.30 p.m. So until we meet again next week, same time, same place, I want to say that always remember 
that your life story is your strength. So everything that you've been through, all the challenges you've overcome, that is your source of strength. So go ahead and tap into it. Have a wonderful evening and have a productive week. I'll see you next week. These are the times when we should open our eyes, start to realize it's getting closer and closer. So we should get closer to the one, closer to him. In a time like now, when the world needs prayer, call on him and lift him.